Welcome to Disarming Persuasion, the podcast for sales and business leadership professionals. My name is Dave Rosenberg, and I am the founder and principal at Locked On Leadership, a consulting firm with a mission to replace Thank God It's Friday with Thank God It's Monday. With me is my co-host, a man who can literally teach sales with one hand tied behind his back, Darren Cecil. Filling in for Darren, the amazing Anne Bonnie. And what are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about win-win, Dave. I think this is something that we forget about when it comes to persuasion. What would you do if I said to you, there's really no such thing as win-win? I'd slam the computer closed, run out of the room crying, and try to re-put my life back together. Wow, it'd be that dramatic? It would be, because I believe very much in the win-win. So what do you mean? (laughs) Well, I just think you're selling yourself short, right? In other words, win-win isn't really a win-win. It's what I call the triple win. It's a win-win-win. Ooh. It's so powerful that it affects so much more than just the two people in conflict. Continue. Wow. Um, you know, I love these podcasts because we never know where we're going. So yeah, really... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You just threw, I just literally am ready to run out of the room screaming because I'm like, now I have no idea what we're talking about. There's three of them. What are you talking about? But you know, when Darren and I did a whole uh, uh, podcast, and I can't remember what episode it was. Um, it was episode 14, and it was on on conflict and conflict resolution. And we we went through the five different models of conflict re- resolution. And so win-win is um, a collaboration model of conflict resolution, right? That's where we both get what we need. But from from my world, and this is really what my book is all about, sort of at at an underlying level, it mentions it in the book, but everything in it is is built around how to create this environment. The win-win, if you think about what happens if you win and I win, it's, you know, who else wins? Well, there's, there's two potential scenarios, and it's probably more than a triple win, actually. But there's two scenarios. So either you and I work together, you're a team member, or I'm a team member, right? One of us, or, or, or we're peers, doesn't really matter. And if you get what you need, and I get what I need, then the company also gets what they need. And that's the triple win I'm talking about. Got it. If if you are a, uh, a prospect, where I'm a prospect, doesn't really matter which direction it goes, it actually goes even deeper, right? Then both our companies get what we need, and it's a win-win-win-win. Whoa. All right. You're happier at work, and you have family, so you go home and you're happier. Win-win-win-win-win. It's the triple dog dare win. Yeah. I mean... It's really a powerful concept when you try to resolve issues such that nobody loses. Right. And even if there's no conflict involved, you know, if you're talking about a sales call or you're talking about, you know, a conversation with somebody that works with you or for you or whatever, figuring out how what you're asking for, how what you're talking about can, what you're trying to persuade them of will benefit them as well is much more likely to get them on board. 
absolutely get the quadruple dog win yeah this the the the, the triple Lindsay, right was it was that movie with uh, ronnie dangerfield <laughs> ronnie dangerfield yes yeah, yeah. um back to school something like that right? yes that's exactly yeah. what it was this is a great movie oh god yeah I, let's not go down that rabbit hole but um there's always conflict, right? Otherwise we wouldn't need to persuade, right? There's a conflict of ideas, right? There's, there's resource or th there's a resource up for grabs, time, energy, right? That, that we're, you know, you, you might want to go one direction. I want to go another. I need to persuade you or vice versa, right? So the conflict is over the resource of time, your time, my time, somebody's time, company's energy. So there's always conflict. It, conflict doesn't necessarily mean bad, right? Conflict is actually good because it creates opportunities to find the triple win the triple lindy win the triple lindsay win <laughs> Who's lindsay? every time i hear that i have i picture like the diving horse in, in atlantic city or something like that i don't know why <laughs> that horse definitely did not get the triple win well i'm sure he got a bag of oats so there was something in it for him but yeah teach, more teach. than oats for jumping into a swimming pool for a horse yeah but no, I see what you mean. And that's, and that's even more a reason to have that w other person's win at heart when you're trying to persuade, when you're trying to communicate and solve conflict and all that stuff. It's definitely the mindset you need to have. Right. So how do we go about finding it? Well, I, I mean, I think asking is that one of the great ways to do it is just saying, hey, here's what I'm trying to achieve. What would a win look like for you? Or yeah. asking those questions to find out what do you need out of this situation? Yeah, that's, that, that's a great question. I think, in fact, I was, on a, I was on a sales call Monday and that was one of the questions, I, and I didn't think about it like this, but that was one of the questions I asked. I was like, okay, let's assume for a second that we end up working together. I'm not saying we're going to, but let's just for a second pretend we, we do. And it's a year from now. And you look back, what would you, what would it look like for you to consider this to, you know, and I didn't say be a win. I think I said, you know, for you to go, wow, this was worthwhile, but that's really the win. Yep. Yeah. And I, and thinking about it now that you met, bring that up, I was talking to somebody, I'm investing a significant amount of money in next year. And he asked me the same question one year from now, if we're talking what, and you, and you got everything you want out of this, what does it look like? And the cool thing about that is not only are you finding out what you need to help them get the win they need, but they're also picturing what that win looks like. And so they're, instead of seeing all their objectives, I'm sorry, objections alone, they're also seeing how it could go right for themselves. Well, right. And that opens up a whole nother area of manifestation you know where where people get a chance you know visualize their future if you can't see it you can't make it happen that's you know that's not you know my brilliance by any stretch of the imagination tony robbins talks about that's been talked about for uh you know, time immemorial and for as long as human beings have been able to utter and speak we've talked about visualization in one form or another um and and, and if we don't see it it can't happen right and so often we're so good at visualizing what could go wrong, how I might not get what I want out of this, that we forget to think, oh, wow, what if this goes terribly right? What if I get everything I need? You know? Absolutely. Terribly right. It's, what, a, what a terrible <laughs> phrase, isn't it? You know? 
And although there are people where that scares them, right? Oh my sure. God, if I get everything I need, I'll have nothing to complain about. And, and my life's about complaining. We know those people. Uh, well, <laughs> and the beauty is if you do know that that's a win for them is that actual complaint to be like, I can suck at service and give you exactly what you need. And we'll complain throughout the whole year together. <laughs> that's one option for the option <laughs> I think I would recommend to my clients, which is run, run fast, run hard, <laughs> run long. This is not somebody you want in your world. Well, there you go. Right. And, and that, you know, as, as we're thinking about setting goals for 2022, one of the goals we also want to say is, who do we want to work with? What, what is a win for us as a client? Right. And that's uh, it's funny. I was just about to bring that point up, right? So yeah. we're talking about their win, and that's half the equation. Half the equation. Right. Um, you know, Mike Michalowicz wrote a great book called The Pumpkin Plan. And it, it, it's, a, it's a phenomenal book on how to focus your business to be really, really profitable by getting really narrow in, in who you serve. And I won't go into all the details. I highly recommend it. And Mike, if, if you're listening, you want to send me 10 bucks because I'm plugging a book, I'm happy to do that. That's Mike Michalowicz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, but in, in a pumpkin plan, he talks about, you know, uh, figuring out who your ideal clients are. And it's not just financially. It's not just who are my top performers. It's who do I want to work with? You right. know, and and uh, one of the phrases he uses in the book is, you know, his rules, no dicks, right? You know, yeah, yep. and I work with a, a client, my first client, the guy who got me into business coaching, actually, and he's doing fantastic. He's got his managed service provider. His company's grown tremendously using uh, the pumpkin plan, uh, as well as some other, you know, um, uh, techniques. And we work together on this. And we ha he, he had a client we brought on board who was, I won't mention their name because it's not a good story about them. So it's not fair to them. But it was a large manufacturing, national manufacturing company they were servicing. They were serving, serving, servicing an aspect, uh, just their, their voice over IP phone system, not their whole IT network. They had an IT director who managed their internal network, but he wasn't a specialist in voice over IP. And um, the guy's name was Chad. I won't say his last name. I don't remember his last name. The reason I remember his first name is that every time the phone would ring and a caller ID would show, it was him. Like you could just see them cringe. <laughs> and after this experience, they started referring to clients they wanted to uh, graduate out as, Chad. as Chad's. <laughs> yeah. Hanging Chad took a whole new... Um, <laughs> Can we please? Well, and, and then it is, it's the, our scarcity mindset says we need to go after all the money. But the fact is, that's not where we get our quadruple Lindy win, right? We get our win, 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 win when we have clients we love working for. They get the best from us. So they get the win for their business and they, we get additional business from them, whether it's from them and then it's incremental business or it's referral business. We get the quadruple win from not working with the chads from saying you know what i want to give this person my best so i that's who i want as a client yeah exactly and frankly the the win also forget about financial win that that isn't a win also how about i enjoy doing what i do because yeah, the, right because the people i do it with and for enjoy having me do it 
They're not complaining. They're not whining all the time, right? They're, they're appreciative. Yeah. They're highly appreciative. And, and again, you show up better, you show up stronger, you show up smarter, you show up more creative because you're not cringing and going on the defensive every single time you have to deal with them. Now, most of our listeners, in fact, I, I would venture to say all of our listeners are probably well ahead of me where I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I think it's important that even the obvious gets stated, just call me the captain. Um, <laughs> captain Obvious! And now I completely forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> Captain Forgetful. <laughs> that too at my age. If, wow. Okay. Wow. This is this, this piece everyone's going to go. <laughs> talk about today, Ed. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what we're talking about. Quadruple win, everybody on this call. Yeah. You're, if you're enjoying what you do more, right, you're going to get more of it. Right. And, you know, that's really more important than money, much more important than money. We, we, we work so hard, right? And now we go home. So we're talking about, you know, the, the, the quadruple Lindsay, right? The, the, the ripples. Right. Not only is the company winning because the company gets more money. Not only are the people winning because they're working with people that they enjoy more. Not only the people who you're working with, whether internally or externally, it doesn't really matter at all, you know, enjoy working with you more it, you can actually typically charge more because uh-huh. they value you more you feel more valued you feel good about that you go home and you feel valued you feel energized the people you interact with whether you're single or have a family it doesn't matter the people in your sphere in your life right the the the, the, the winds just keep coming Right. And when you go back to that manifestation thing you talked about earlier, if you've got all the chads in your life and you're constantly thinking about the frustration and the, you know, all the challenges and the cringing and all of that stuff, you're manifesting more of that. Whereas if you're going home and you're thinking, wow, how can I do more for that client? God, I love working with them. Boy, this is fun. And telling your spouse about it, everything's really fun. You're going to manifest more of that. That's exactly right. We get what we think about the most. Right. And as our um, friend and, and coach uh, uh, um, is fond of saying, right, the energy with which we create determines is, what we create, right, the energy of what we create. So if yeah. we go into business relationships, energi- energized, feeling good, feeling strong, because we know people appreciate us, then the people we're going to attract are more people who appreciate us. Yep. So as you so to go back to my premise at the beginning of this, there's no such thing as a win-win. Right. There's multiple wins. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think you can put a number on it. Right. Which is again, yeah, why it's important to be strategic about it. So how how do you keep that mindset not only for yourself but for the other person on the other side of your persuasion? Yeah, great question. I, I start off by asking them one what's a win look like for them? Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to be clear on what a win is, what your boundaries are, right? So we're talking about wins. We're really talking about our boundaries, aren't we? If we don't know what our boundaries are, we all know this person. We've all met that person, that people pleaser. You know, I, I've shared in the past, I'll share it again, because it's, you know, the my, my wife's coworker, former coworker, she's retired now, where I had to be careful about not 
uh, mentioning I wanted to tag who or watch, right? I told oh, right. you that story, right? She give it to you as a gift, yeah. Right. And on the surface, those people seem like great people to be around, but the reality is it gets really annoying and you don't know where you stand with them because they treat everybody the same. Right. Okay. You need to, you, I don't want to be that person. Maybe somebody else does listening. I know you, Anne, I know that's not you. You're pretty clear on your boundaries. We've talked about, you know, as your boundaries have developed and all our boundaries are constantly developing, right? We're getting clearer and more focused. If we know what our boundaries are, then we can define our own way. Right. Right. And it gives us the courage and the clarity. I think focus and clarity is what you said. And the way that I've been saying it a lot lately is by using intention, understanding. This is not accidentally finding a win. It's really clearly understanding where are my boundaries? What do I want? What don't I want? You know, and people don't, people don't do that. You know, my, my partner of five years and I just broke up and I made a list of the things that I wanted in a relationship because up until the first 48 years of my life, I've just been kind of stumbling on people and not thinking like, oh, this is a boundary I don't want to cross, you know? I mean, obviously we have the ones that are clear, but there are some that aren't. And being intentional about it and saying, this is what I want from my clients. This is what a win looks like for me as a salesperson. Yes, making my numbers and loving who I work with. And, you know, understanding those things from an intentional standpoint helps you really be able to look for your own win. You know, when I was in sales and telecom sales many years ago, and I this this wasn't um, as um, intentionally thought about as you just described, and it was intentionally thought about. And what I mean by that is, I came by it and I recognized it, but it wasn't like a, an intentional process to come by and recognize it. Just one day, it hit upon me. I, I recognized fairly on in my early on in my sales career that a well-informed customer was a happy customer, right? That when a customer knew everything, or and I don't mean I went out and volunteered stuff that they had no desire to know, but when people would ask a question that assumed something, you could hear in a question sometimes that it would assume something that wasn't true, mm-hmm. um, or, or they would make a statement. And I had coworkers who, would avoid answering those questions or correcting those statements because it would get in the way of the sale or they would perceive that. I would never do that. I would always make sure that if they were making a statement or asking a question where there was an assumption that was incorrect, that I corrected that. And the reason for that was simple. If they bought from me, I didn't need to hear the complaints afterwards. Right. I'd rather be sad now than surprised later. Exactly. And set proper expectations. And I was also able to then find out from them, you know, was this a critical thing? Was this a must have? Was this a, well, can we, can we figure out a workaround? Is this acceptable? And do that ahead of time, which meant later on, if perhaps they forgot, which would happen, and they go, this isn't doing what I expected. Because, you know, they talked to a million salespeople. And right. in their mind, we all sort of ended up merging together. We all look the same. Right. And they also, they're like, well, no, 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 that wasn't me. That was the other, the other equipment. They, that was their thing. That wasn't my thing. I was able to point back to that conversation and go, do you remember this conversation? And most of the time they go, oh, right. I was confusing you with somebody else. And I ended up with happy customers. Right. And the triple win there 
is that then you also not only have educated the person, made sure they have what they want, but you've triple win, built their trust, and quadruple win, they have understand that you are a resource for information for them. And so they'll, they'll keep coming back because they know, yeah, sure, he gave me news I didn't want, uh, you know, but now I understand. And now I know where to go. And I know this guy's going to give me the straight poop when I need it. And I'm going to ask him again. Right. Which actually brings up a whole other question or a question, but point in order to get to the triple win, right? Or, or the win to the nth, which is really yes. what it is. The win exponential win. Right. Win to the nth power, right? You know, <laughs> yep. um, you have to start by creating trust as well. Right. And every sales process, and, and frankly, as leaders, it doesn't really matter selling inside or outside, internally or externally, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. If you haven't created that trust, when you ask the very important question, what does a win look like to you? However you ask it, you're never going to get the full story. Right. Because they don't trust you to be fully open about what they're looking for. Or they trust that you're going to take advantage of them yeah. because they don't trust you. Right. Yeah. And that's something that we battle in sales positions specifically, because I know I get defensive anytime I think anybody's trying to sell to me. Defenses certainly go up immediately and trust goes way down just by virtue of them being in the role that they're in, which I'm aware of. And I know sometimes gets in the way, but it's something to be aware of as somebody who is in a sales role is that trust is not automatically there. You gotta, we got to work for it. You got to work hard for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was another one of those reasons why I would point out inconsistencies in thought, even if it meant I might not get the sale. I needed them to know that they're going to get the truth from me, even if it's not good for me. Right. Yep. What's well, the whole miracle on 34th Street, right? They sent him over to the other, to Gimbals. They sent him to the other thing. And, uh, and yeah, because you're looking at that long-term relationship rather than that transactional sale. Right, which we've covered in, in other podcasts as well. Right. Um, right. But it, it, everything ties together, folks. And that's, again, win to the end. Everything yeah. works. And nothing's a silo. You can't listen to one of these podcasts and go, I got it all. You got to keep coming back week after week after week. The brilliance just keeps on giving. The humor keeps on laughing, at least. <laughs> We hope anyway. We think so. I'm having a blast. Always do. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, maybe that's a subject for another podcast too, which is you know, having fun. Yeah. Enjoy what you're doing. Right. It was, uh, you know, Dale Carnegie said one of the uh, secrets to sales, little known secrets is enthusiasm. If you're not enjoying it, if you're not enthusiastic about it, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Well, and that's a win too, though. I mean, if you're thinking about creating a win-win, whether it's for you and your team or you and your clients, whatever, if you're having fun, like I consider myself as a business person, one of my goals is to not only be easy to do business with, but to be fun to do business with. And, and that's one of my goals because I feel like if I can make my clients smile, they're, they're getting a little win, even if, you know, we don't do business or whatever. Yeah, it's funny to hear you say that because you just flashed me back to my single days, which is decades ago. You I know, flashed you back? Yeah, flashed me back. <sighs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, 
I never considered myself and I don't think anybody else, you know, confused me with, you know, George Clooney looks or, you know, anything like that, you know, but I learned if I can make a woman laugh. Oh yeah. You know, that was the gateway. Right. And even George is going to fade in his good looks though. I don't know when, cause he's getting better looking, but <laughs> th- that's why he's so hot is cause he's funny. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 it doesn't no, make that's me not the only reason, but that's a whole different podcast. But, but humor <laughs> does. lists the reason why she thinks George Clooney's hot. <laughs> yeah. Not, not just another podcast, like another show. Yeah. Not it's our, it's show. a podcast all its own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let, let's wrap up with this, I think, um, with some concrete steps our listeners can take so they can start looking for the win-win. And I think it starts out with know your own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. Know what your win is. Right, right. Define your win. Who do you want to work with? What do they look like? Okay. What are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? The part of defining the win is also defining the loss. Mm-hmm. Now, that, doesn't exactly. mean if you, that doesn't mean if you don't lose, you've won. But certainly there are things that if you do them, will preclude winning no matter what else happens. And that gets into the nuances of compromise because win-win means that sometimes we are going to have to compromise. And so by understanding what a lose looks like and what a win looks like, you understand and where the boundaries are, you understand, okay, where can I compromise and still get what I need out of this? Yeah, so that's interesting because I I see compromise as a lose-lose. Everybody gives up something in a compromise. Sure. So, so it's not, not comp- so, so, so to me, and it's not just me, um, but a collaboration results in win-win. Compromise is lose-lose in the sense that everybody gives up something. To your point, if you've defined things you're willing to give up, you can still classify it as a win. Right. I'm not sure that I would call that compromise, but we're splitting hairs, which Excellent. I don't have, which I don't have hairs. Well, you don't have enough hairs to split. So, right. <laughs> right. But so, but I think knowing what you're willing, what's not important to you, let, let, let's phrase it that way. Know what's not important to you. Yeah. Right? There are people, we've all met them who they don't want to give up anything. Right. They not just want to win. Right. Period. And At you don't lose. Cost. Right. Right. And if that's your thought process, God love you. Probably not our listener. Yeah, right. Right. So I was going to say, there's probably another podcast out there for you. Yeah, yeah. My hunch is, if you're thinking right now, yeah, I don't like losing, ever. That your life is probably could be fuller if you reconsider that position. So I, I would invite you to consider changing that. Right. And it's, it's taking it from a black, white, either or view to that gray area where we're all working together and collaborating. Another podcast. Go ahead with some more concrete tips on how to keep the win-win mindset. Yeah. I, I think once you've got your own boundaries defined, then you turn around and say, okay, let me find out about theirs. If I don't already know, 
I can ask them. Or I can say what I think it is and then say, hey, here's what I think a win looks like for you. Do I have that right? Yeah. And just to back up one step, just to be crystal clear on this, not just your personal boundaries. What does a win look like for you? What does a win look like for your company? Right. Yeah. Because oh, totally. I, I've worked with people who their win making the sale was the company's loss because they would say whatever it took. Right. And, and in one particular case, this one sales guy would actually outsource some of our services on the side to reduce the price so he could get the sale. And so the customer thought they were winning because they were getting a reduced price and getting the service, the product that they, they needed. The sales guy in this case was winning because he was getting the commission, but the company was losing. And ended, ultimately the customer ended up losing too in this one instance where it became evident because what happened was the customer called us for service on the service that we didn't provide yeah but from his perspective we did right because it was the same technician just getting paid cash and then i had to go like what we didn't do this well yes you did no i'm looking at the contract we didn't do this well your guy and then all of a sudden i became aware that what happened you know and i and then i had to confront him and saying we how'd you pay him oh i paid that portion cash and you're telling me you were unaware that that was on the side, right? And so it became a lose, lose, lose instead right. of win, 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 win. Right. right. So, so big picture, everybody's involved. Yeah. Well, and sometimes to another point, the what's best for the business isn't going to feel best for you. It might create a little more work. It might create an inconvenience. Or like you said, you might not get the sale. But ultimately, it's the, ultimately it's the best thing for the long-term relationship of the business. Well. And ultimately, if you learn to do it properly, so me and this sales guy were always neck and neck for the number one salesman in, in revenue. He sold a lot more customers than me, a lot lower ticket point, right? So I worked less hard. I had happier customers, right? So you can also work on how you define the win. Right. So there's a lot, there's a lot to this folks. And certainly if you need help, reach out to Ann, reach out to me. We'd be happy to sit down one-to-one, -one, um, you know, spend 20, 30, 40 minutes, whatever it takes on the phone and, and see if there's an assistance there for you. We're, we're, we're happy to do that. And then as Ann said, once you know what you're doing, and I think it's important, get your own boundaries set first and then find out what your customer or what your coworker, your team members needs and wins. Or are. your spouse. <laughs> Right. Or your spouse or your brother or sister, neighbor down the street. It doesn't matter who, what the other person, what their win looks like, which requires you first to create a good trusting relationship with them. Right. And this may be one of the steps to creating that trusting relationship because it shows you're not just in it for yourself. Absolutely. I would invite you to consider that there are steps that need to happen first to oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. To grease the skids. And this is going to be a continuation of that. Right. All right. Have we confused you enough? Well, we've got win to the nth degree now. We don't even know how what the value of N is now because there's so many wins when you look for the win. Oh, win. I thought you said wind. And yeah, I have terrible wind. But um, yes, I went there. Thank you, ladies and germs. All right. <laughs> 
Well, we haven't said it, but, you know, I hope you had a fantastic new year because uh, you're listening to this. It is mo- Monday, January 3rd. Happy new year, everybody. 2022. Hopefully your hangovers are done. Back to work. And uh, we appreciate you joining us for another year. So um, until next week. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. That concludes another episode of Disarming Persuasion. My name's Dave Rosenberg. And this is Darren Cecil. Visit our websites at LockedOnLeadership.com or DarrenCecil.com. Follow us on social media. You can find the links in the show notes. Remember, if they fail to make a decision, you failed to disarm them.